0: Welcome to Chan's The Man Apologetics. I'm your host, Chan Heron, where I discuss doctrine, apologetics, behavior, the Christian worldview, and sometimes just tell stories. Ladies and gentlemen, I will never forget the first time I heard the term apologetics. It was in Dallas. I was at a teacher's uh, training conference and the keynote speaker was a man by the name of Dr. J.P. Moreland. It was the first time I've ever heard him. And he mentioned the term apologetics and I remember my first reaction was, what? I'm not going to apologize for being a Christian. I later learned that I had a fundamental misunderstanding of the term apologetics and I had to learn more. I then found out that Dr. Moreland was going to be doing some breakout sessions. I went to every breakout session that Dr. Moreland had. And he talked about evolution and he talked about intelligent design. He talked about the arguments for the existence of God. And I remember thinking, that is it. That's what I want to learn more of. After the conference, I got my hand on every book he had written. And I read and I read and I read. And that was the beginning of my apologetics journey. Maybe right now, as you listen to this episode, maybe this is you, maybe this is the beginning of your apologetics journey. Maybe you've had a lot of questions that were asked to you about the Christian worldview, such as how do we know that God exists or can you trust the Bible? Did Jesus actually rise from the dead? And why does God allow evil and suffering? Those are excellent questions. And you wanna learn more about that. In today's episode, I would like to give you four reasons why you should study apologetics. And at the end, I want to give you some resources that'll kickstart your apologetic journey. So what does the word apologetics mean? It comes from the Greek word apologia. I've also heard it pronounced apologia, so I don't know exactly which one is the correct pronunciation. And it simply means to give a defense And a person who does apologetics is called an apologist. But apologetics is not just limited to Christian apologetics. Um, Someone could uh, be a Muslim apologist and defend uh, the Muslim worldview or Mormon apologetics. But it's the same definition. You You are giving a defense as to what you believe and why you believe it. We see this. In, in scripture, in Acts chapter 26, when Paul is appearing before King Agrippa, King Agrippa said to Paul, you have permission to speak for yourself. So Paul motioned with his hand and began his defense. And that's the word apologetics. Now, in my opinion, there's two types of apologetics. There's offensive apologetics and defensive apologetics. Now, offensive apologetics is not offensive apologetics. Please don't get those two terms confused. It's where you go on the offense and you make an affirmative case for some biblical truth, whether it be the existence of God, the reliability of scripture, or the historical case for the resurrection of Jesus. That would be offensive apologetics, where you're on the affirmative side. Defensive apologetics is where you answer objections and refutations against the Christian worldview. You look at what the objection is that's being offered, and you're able to answer it. So those are the two types of apologetics that I think Christians should engage in. And at Calvary Baptist Academy, we teach students how to be a good apologist when it comes to making a positive case for the Christian worldview and we teach them to play really good defense by answering some common objections that are hurled against the Christian worldview. So why should we study apologetics? Now you might say, well, Chan, now I'm not a good debater. I've never studied Greek or Hebrew. I'm not a theologian. And I say that that's okay. You don't have to be a theologian, but you have to know some things. You have to be able to know the basics of christianity and so the first reason why i think christians should study apologetics is it's commanded in scripture probably the most well-known verse that has to do with apologetics is first peter 3 verse 15. but in your heart set apart christ as lord always be ready to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have but do this with gentleness, and respect. And the key part of that verse is be ready or be prepared. Now, how can you be prepared unless you've studied, unless you've done your homework? I remember my friend Greg Kokel writing this, and he said in one of his books, the more you sweat in practice, the less you bleed in battle. And that is really good. You have to be prepared. The second verse comes from the mouth of Jesus himself in Matthew 22. He says, Love the Lord your God with your heart, with your soul, and with your mind. Jesus was the smartest man that ever lived. And we normally don't think of him like that. We think of him, he was God in the flesh, and he was. But he didn't just talk with tax collectors and prostitutes and sinners and shepherds. He also talked with the Pharisees, the religious leaders, the political leaders of his day, and engaged them in public debate. And if he is supposed to be our our model and we're supposed to have the mind of Christ, then we can't be satisfied with intellectual laziness. We have to be able to love God with our mind. And this is what studying apologetics does. Helps you engage and love God with your mind. Colossians 4.6 is another great verse. Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer everyone. Conversation full of grace, seasoned with salt. That's so important because unless we have this grace in our tone and We are trying to win the person. We are not trying to win the argument. So our speech needs to be seasoned with salt. And the last verse comes from 2 Corinthians. And Paul says, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. Now, arguments are good things. There's lots of arguments in the Bible. Most people, when they think of arguments, they think of yelling and screaming at somebody, but that's not biblical. That's not the biblical type of an argument. A biblical type of an argument is making a case. It's a principle disagreement about matters of fact. That's what we're doing. You and I, as Christian apologists, are like we are in a a court of law. We're trying to make a case that would persuade someone to consider the Christian worldview. So that's the first reason why we should study apologetics. It is commanded in Scripture. A second reason why we should study apologetics is so we can give good answers. Listen, there's a lot of people out there that have some honest questions and honest doubts and honest objections about Christianity, and those kind of honest doubts and and objections and questions deserve honest answers. What we as Christians do now, we offer Christian slogans like, God said it, I believe it, that settles it, or don't ask questions, just have faith and believe. But if someone of a different religion came and knocked on your door and tried to convert you and they use the same argumentation, God said it, I believe it, that settles it, don't ask questions, just believe in my faith, you would reject them too. So we shouldn't be surprised. When unbelievers won't give us a second look, because every time they ask a question, all we do is offer slogans. And y'all, some of the questions out there are hard. Like, how about this one? Why would a loving God send someone to hell for all of eternity? Now, you cannot give a three second answer to this. This is a deep question. There is an answer but it requires a little bit more thought and you have to develop the answer and set up the context and that's a difficult one. But we have to do the hard work to think this through rather than throw out slogans. So we need to be able to study apologetics so we can give good answers to the honest questions that are out there. The third reason why we should study apologetics is because it helps us to understand our faith better. Do you know why you believe what you believe? Are you able to explain some of the basic doctrines of Christianity to someone who had never heard of it? Can you explain the Trinity? Can you give uh, a well-reasoned argument as to why the Bible can be trusted can you articulate the uh, atonement? Are you able to explain the gospel message as to why someone needs to repent of their sins and put their faith and trust in Christ? We need to be able to give articulate answers to what it is we believe and why. And I think something else that is helpful to avoid is The Christianese language, like um, born again. Now, I understand this is straight from the words of Jesus, but I think a better word might be rescued. We need to be rescued, and rescue has this implication of, uh uh-oh, we are in trouble, and we are. Another word that I think we need to start using more of is the word rebellion rather than sin. I think rebellion gives us a better, proper um, weightiness in the word than sin does. We have rebelled against the God of this universe. And because we have rebelled, we have acquired or accrued, if you will, his wrath. And we need to be rescued from that. So I am challenging each Christian to study apologetics and to be able to know what we believe and why we believe it in a basic way. The fourth reason why we should study apologetics is because it helps us during difficult times. Listen, when Jesus was talking with his disciples right before he was crucified. He gave them this warning. In this world, you will have trouble. But be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. It is inevitable that we are going to face trials, tribulations, um, hardships, because we live in a broken world. And Christianity is not immune, and Christians are not immune from suffering. And what we need to do is decide now that when we go through bad things, We're going to lean on the things that we've learned about our faith and apply them in our own lives. So studying apologetics is not just about winning an argument with an unbeliever. It is to prepare us as followers of Christ when bad things happen in our lives. Um, This is something that I struggle with and that I am trying to remember and fall back on in my own life. My mom has been suffering from Alzheimer's disease for the last two and a half years. And I've had my angry time with God. I have asked him to take her, that she has finished her work here. she, She has been such a faithful servant And my mom is just a godly woman and to see her fade away like this has been really hard. And so I've had to lean not on my own understanding but on Christ's promises. And that is to have an eternal view and not focus on this earthly view which is temporary. And the Apostle Paul wrote that the afflictions that we have here on this earth are light and momentary compared to eternity. And so, by me studying apologetics and why God allows evil and suffering, it has helped me grow in my Christian walk, get closer to God, and to understand why these things uh, are happening. It gives me just a better grasp of it. Because if I'm trying to teach others about uh, apologetics and why God allows evil and suffering and why Christians have to go through these things, then when this happens to me, then I have the answers. I may have the intellectual answers, and that doesn't mean that it still doesn't hurt emotionally. I can not put all my weight on how I'm feeling at that moment. I can, I can, uh, because feelings and emotions are so fickle. And what we need is we need an anchor point. And so what apologetics does during this, uh, the hard times is it gives us an anchor point that we can actually hang on to and put our trust in. And I think that is very, very important. So to recap, every Christian should study apologetics because, one, it's commanded in Scripture. Two, so we can give good answers to honest questions. Three, it helps us to know what we believe and why we believe it. And number four, it helps Christians during difficult times. Okay, so where do I start, Chan? How do I start learning about apologetics? Well, I would recommend uh, the book by Dr. Frank Turek. Uh, I don't have enough faith to be an atheist. That's that's the title. That goes in pretty in depth. There's a lot of YouTube videos on apologetics that you can watch, but I would start there and practice. You know, have a have a question bag where you uh, write down some of the questions that you have about the Christian worldview and go to work on it. Go after it to try to find an answer that you are satisfied with. And always be a learner. Be a student of the word of God and of the Christian worldview. Don't be afraid to have some of your beliefs challenged and be forced to articulate what it is you believe and why. Because that, I think, will give you a better understanding of the Christian worldview. Thanks so much for joining me today. I look forward to seeing you on another episode of Chance the Man Apologetics.